All right, so I'll lead us off here in the can't wait segment, guys. And uh, we're talking about what we can't wait to see happen this week. And I'll tell y'all, I can't wait to see how our number one ranked in the conference, Southern Miss men's basketball team, finishes up this season. We uh we got a few games left here on the schedule here. One more week of play before we go into the tournament. Dag nabbit. We're gonna have to do that again. Oh my gosh. I tried oh to do it quick. Alright, here we go. Ready? Three. Alright. Hey, play it. Hey, play it one more time. One more time and I'll fix it. One more time. <laughs> Oh my lord! <laughs> I started okay. talking. I wasn't a, ready. A Southern Miss win and a Marshall loss. We clinch first round. We clinch. <coughs> All right, go ahead, Pete. <laughs> Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles Podcast. We have a lot to talk about this week. We've got f- four sports going on, I believe. Um, but before we dive into all that, let me bring in that lovable co-host of mine, Mr. Brady. What's up, Lane? What's up, Chuck? Man, I am sunburned and the Golden Eagles have a sweep. Life is good in Hattiesburg, man. It is good, brother. Yeah, it feels good to have a Pete Taylor Park sunburn again. Feels good to be back with all of our closest friends at the Pete. And, uh, well, hey, I got to meet a special person this weekend there, Chuck. Pete's girlfriend I've heard about that I assumed wasn't real because I had never met her. She's a real person. (laughs) I met her this weekend. She seems nice. She is a very sweet girl, and uh, Katie, if you're listening, we're sorry that Lane is so awkward. <laughs> so, Well, it turns out Pete's just ashamed <laughs> of me, I think, so he wouldn't introduce me to her, but hey, <laughs> it is what it is. She is a sweet girl. Pete is lucky to have her for sure. All right. Well, uh, you, Speaking of girls, man, uh, dude, you got us a pretty, pretty interesting guest tonight. I do, and hey, look. We have our work cut out for us tonight because the last time we recorded a sports episode where we just talked about sports was February the 7th, Chuck. We have a lot to catch up on. Four different sports teams rolling at the same time. This is the craziest time of the year to actually run a podcast that talks about sports. we got so much to talk about. But I brought in the guest that's going to help lead us through the promised land and get it done. I brought in Rachel Ryan. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. So, Chuck, I think I told you this. Rachel, like our first episode we recorded, she sent me a message on social media or she commented on a post that I shared about Everyday Eagles and said, uh, she says she enjoyed the show. So, like... 
it was our parents and Rachel. Those were the listeners we <laughs> had first. <laughs> and, and Rachel, like, how much were you drinking that night when you listened? So, so that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, um, you know, Lane was our PE coach. I'll talk about the DeBard School in a bit, but you know, he was our PE coach back in the day and so i was just like oh lane's got a podcast i'll check it out but it was i was really impressed so okay yeah so she is an og listener been there from the start people and we uh we decided to bring her in help us cover this crazy night of sports we got to cover here so um but rachel we got some questions we like to ask all our guests here uh, I'll ask them to you real quick. The first one is, why are you an everyday eagle? Well, um, I graduated from Southern Miss in 2005, and I met my husband here. So that's, you know, the big, you know, special thing for us. I did um, go to grad school at Auburn and worked in Jackson for a little bit while my husband, Stephen, finished law school. And then in 2009, we moved back to Hattiesburg, and I was able to get a job at the DeBard School for Language Disorders on Southern Miss's campus. So I was very grateful to be back home. So I got to, you know, I attended Southern Miss, I work at Southern Miss, and we just love Southern Miss sports. It's just, you know, in our family. My in-laws, Tim and Jeannie Ryan, also graduated from USM. So, yeah, it's just, I love it. Awesome. Awesome. And what's your favorite Southern Miss moment? Oh, that's a hard one because, you know, more recently, I think of last year, baseball was just amazing. But I'm going to go back a little bit and say that beating TCU in football in 2003, um, because I was a student then and in the student section, um, was sitting with my now husband, then boyfriend and his fraternity and just seeing us all go down and take down that goalpost and it was just really, really exciting. That was a fantastic answer. We actually talked about that uh, game on the show a while back. I think we had who was it? Chuck Luke Johnson. Luke Johnson, or, or yeah, or Lee Roberts. I think brought it up too. Lee brought it up. I think Dustin Allman may have talked about it a little yeah. bit. So we we've actually hashed that memory out a few times. That's a big one for a lot of people. Um. Yeah, yeah. I was grateful to be a student mm-hmm. during that time. You know, it was a big, nasty bunch, and um, you know, Jeff Bauer years. It was. Exciting. Did you help tear the goalpost down? No, but um, my uh, Stephen got hit in the head with it, and that was kind of funny. <laughs> there you go. That's tr- that's true love there. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I assume he was good, huh? Yeah. So he was okay. So it was worth it. It yeah, was worth yeah. it, Stephen. It was worth it. You get to forever share that memory. So, Oh, no. He, he loves it. He, he, he owns that <laughs> There memory. you go. You just got to own it at that point. So uh, you mentioned uh, the DuBard School earlier. And honestly, guys, that's a school that's near and dear to my heart, too. She mentioned I'm, I was a GA there for a year. They do so much for our community. Uh, Rachel, can you share a little bit about the DuBard School with our listeners here, those that may not know much about it? Of course, of course. Um, Yeah, so I'm a speech-language pathologist at the DeBard School on Southern Miss campus. Uh, Again, I've been there since 2009. It's just, uh, it's more than a job. It's, I love it so much. We serve students with severe speech and language disorders in our full-time enrollment program. So we are there, they're schooling um, because often, you know, 
they need that really intensive therapy in order to be able to learn and function in school. So we have um, 80 students in our full-time enrollment program. We have an out-client therapy program for children with more mild to moderate speech and language disorders. Then we um, do professional development. Um, we train professionals all over the country in the association method that we use for teaching. Um, I am our assessment coordinator, and so I basically deal with all things testing, and one part of what I do that's really special is um, evaluations for dyslexia. We have a lot of families coming to us wondering if their child has dyslexia, and we do very comprehensive evaluations for that. That's one thing we also offer professional development in because there's a lot of questions out there about how do you determine that. Um, and we also, with the School of Education, we offer a master's degree in dyslexia therapy for professionals who want to be dyslexia therapists. So, um, yeah, we, I say we, the teachers, you know, everybody at the DeBard School just are amazing humans and do such great work with our students. They are truly rock stars in uh, the dyslexia therapy world. Like they, they do great work and a huge service for the community. It's, it's impressive to see, like, you know, it's, it's super impressive to see. So they do a great job over there. Thank you, Rachel, for, uh, for sharing about that. And, um, one thing I did want to share, um, you know, we, it costs over $20,000 per student per year for our full-time enrolled students. But our families, they don't pay anything. Um, the enrollment program is free to them. So, you know, we do get state funding. We get funding from the university. But a lot of our funding is supplemented by donors, you know, foundations and individual donors. And um, one big charity we have coming up is the Hattiesburg Half Marathon. We're one of the charities our second year. And so there are several DeBard School runners. I'm one of them. I'll be doing my first half marathon. And so if anybody wants to, you know, give, um, you know, I encourage them to donate to one of us or our school. Awesome. And uh, Pate, can we post a link to that, like on our site, like on the social yeah. media? Is there a link for that? Yeah, I can um, get you my um my charity page. Awesome. Link. We'll get paid to post it. Cause I don't know anything about social, how to run that social media page. <laughs> but That's been the running joke here is that I'm tech. I'm not the tech savvy guy, but we'll, we'll try to get that out there for people to have the opportunity to listeners. It's, it's worth, it's something definitely worth getting behind for sure. So, you know, your money's going to a good place and it's going to be used for, for the good there. So, <laughs> Is this a, a run only marathon or is this a walk run marathon or? Yeah, well, I, I'll be run yeah. walking it. <laughs> I can't, I can't run yeah. the full 13.1 at this Ooh. point, but um, yeah, it's you, there's walkers, you know, run walkers, runners. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely an exciting awesome. event. Um, and yeah, I did the 5k last year. And decided to be crazy and just jump up to might as well, right? This year. What's the what's the cost <laughs> of, of registering? Um, I believe it's maybe eighty five dollars, but um, if you want to be a charity runner, you can do that. So another option would be if you wanted to run for the Debart okay. School. Um, we'd love to have more charity runners as well. 
Well, uh, Lane, I will be glad to sponsor you if you want to run it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's actually, look, I'll be honest with y'all. My wife and I have run two half marathons together before. Seriously, we have. You can't I tell by that looking about at me. Yeah, <laughs> you can believe about her, but like, you you wouldn't believe it by looking at me. But I've actually have. I've run in two of them, and I can tell you, I've played football for a long time. You know, I play. I've been hit hard. I've t- I've had some intense workouts, and nothing compared to the fatigue I felt at the finish line of those half marathons. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm sure you'll be fine, Rachel. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh yeah I, well i ran i ran cross country and track in oh, high school go. and um i'm trying to get back into it. it's definitely not you know very different from what it was being almost 40 but uh, yeah i really my love wife's it. actually in the next room motion and telling me she signed up to running that this year so uh we already Yay. got one person signed up so awesome chuck i'll see you there dog <laughs> I will be at the finish line with a bottle of water for you, man. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I think the next step in the show here is the mailbag, if there is some mail. Chuck, call in our guy. Well, uh, mailbag, Pate. Mailman Pate, are you there? Oh, are I'm there? here. All right, How's good, it going? man. Welcome to the show. Do we have any mail this go round? Well, we've actually got a couple of questions this week. The first question actually comes from listener Beth, who asked this, why don't y'all include the Lady Eagles in the Holy Cow and Can't Wait segments? The Lady Eagles deserve just as much attention and time as the men's basketball team does. You are I'll absolutely take, right, Beth. We're gonna, yeah. yeah. Lane, yeah, yes. go ahead, man. She absolutely yeah, is. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, you know, Pate actually told us earlier today we had this question coming up you know a little bit of a potential for Mm -hmm. a tougher question there and we're not we're not uh, you know scared to answer a tough question so i appreciate you bringing it up beth that is a great point and i will say this we have done everything we can to this point we feel like to really highlight women's sports uh he won't say it for himself but i'll say it for him chuck has been Really a big time front runner and getting a lot of former Lady Eagles, whether it be softball, basketball, even former coaches of those sports to come on the show and uh, do some where are they now. So we definitely want to be inclusive to those to those Lady Eagles and we cover them every episode we have all season for basketball. But you do bring up a good point about the uh, where are they now. Or about the uh, holy cow and the can't wait, and yeah, we have used that pretty much exclusively for those for the men's sports. And honestly, I think I was the one who decided to do it that way. And I'll tell you the reason why I did it that way was uh, we didn't want to rerun the same segment more than once a show. That's when it it kind of becomes redundant at that point. You're hearing holy cow over and over and over again in a show. We just don't want it to turn into a hearing the same thing over and over again. So we decided to only do it once. And that's really a segment that we want to get our listeners involved in. We really want, like Pate Pate posted last week on Twitter or two weeks ago on Twitter after the Louisiana Lafayette game, he posted and asked, who do y'all think the Holy Cow players should be? And we even had some Lafayette fans chiming in and giving us answers. So 
that's really a segment that we want listener engagement and listener involvement in. And uh, especially since we bring guests on the show and have them do that segment with us. And, um, you know, I think the decision was made to do it that way because those are the ones that generally have more fans there. So that was why we chose that one. We want our guests to be comfortable and we want our listeners to pretty much have an easy, quick choice of a game they were probably at. But we did talk about it and we want to make sure we are inclusive to all sports for sure. Uh, we've been at, we, we've covered Lady Eagle athletics all year long. I've been at most of their basketball games and we talk about them every show, but we don't, we certainly don't want a group of student athletes to feel excluded from a segment of the show. So we decided, uh, we talked about it earlier today, we decided we wanted to make Holy Cow and, and, uh, the can't wait segment. We're just going to open it up and make it a generalized, any golden Eagle, it can be men's sports, women's sports. It can be football, baseball, basketball, whatever. You know, uh, any athlete that made you say holy cow that week, they are eligible, you know. And so uh, we think that's a good move moving forward. We certainly don't want any group to feel like we have left them out by any means. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what we're going to do moving forward. Right, Chuck? We talked about it uh-huh. earlier today. Yeah, yeah, and echoing what Lane said, we love uh, all, all, all sports, you know, whether it be men or women or, or any of that. So we definitely want to make sure that we include everybody for sure. Yeah, it was certainly not a, and I can assure you this too, Beth. It was not a move to neglect any group of athletes, mm-hmm. right, Chuck? It wasn't oh, that we. We love the Lady Eagles. I've been to just about every home game they've had this year. My kid was a ball boy at one of the games. Like we love the Lady Eagles. Um, you know, we are supporters of theirs. We just want as much listener engagement into Holy Cow and Can't Wait as we can, even on social media. So we did designate that for the for the groups that generally have the most fans there because we assume the most listeners would be in those crowds. That's literally where it came from, and we didn't want to run the same segment more than once. So we just ran it for those and then said, me and Chuck, we know we're at the women's sports event, so let's just cover it ourselves on the women's sports, and if our guest was there, let them cover it also. You know, if you remember, we had Leighton Carlisle on the show one time, and he had been at some of the Lady Eagle Athletics, and shoot, we talked about them for, how long we talked about them, Chuck? About 30 to 40 yeah, minutes? Yeah, a good amount of time, man. That night, we had a, we even had Joy Lee McNellis trivia that night. Oh. So, you know, it was just a, it wasn't a case of neglect on any group of athletes. We certainly support anybody who wears the black and gold. It was just a really move just to try to get more listeners involved in messaging. And we assumed they were probably most likely at the event that had more fans. So, but we are going to open it up to any athlete because to me that seems fair and it seems like the best way to do it. And we discussed it and we're going to, we're open to doing that. Again, this is an evolving show. It's for the fans by the fans. And guys, tell us if there's something like that out there that you think we could do better, let us know. Mm -hmm. We're open to suggestions. We're open to trying stuff. We want it to be your show. We really do. And we mean that. So, uh, yeah. Good, good comment there, Beth. And we are going to open that up to be any golden eagle for the week, just because we want to make sure that is 
you know, that's a platform to highlight any Golden Eagle. It doesn't have to be designated for one sport. All right. All right. And uh, next question up that we have here is from longtime listener Jay. He actually asked this. Uh, he asked, if you were a baseball or softball player, what would your walk-up song be? I want to know what Jay's would be. Right. I have become a Jay fan. Jay has sent in some good mailbag questions. He has. Jay, meet us at the Pete, dude. We sit on first base side. It's not hard to find us, right, guys? Right. Well, yeah. Like, Lane, Lane likes to Jay, move around a little bit, but... I move around yeah, a little bit. Yeah. We can't we never miss know us, where man. He We're is. the guys in the Southern Miss clothes. Right. With two big guys right, with beards. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to find us. Come find us, Jay. I want to meet you, son. Bring little Debbie with you because I'm not Well, had you know, we got a little Debbie <laughs> question too, but I'll, I'll ask it after, after Jay's question. All right. But anyway, Jay, comment on a social media post. We want to know what your walk up song would be. Not just Jay, everybody comment. Yeah, let us know what, yeah. your, what your songs would be. Hey, I'd hate for you to get bored. So you've got a couple social media posts to make <laughs> after the show tonight already. All right. Uh, Let's start yeah. this thing off. Chuck, take it away. So, you know, I, I've I've often thought this, and I always make fun of, uh, you know, songs that just, I like to make people laugh. So I think um, for funny sake, I'm going to do a funny sake and a for real. A, my funny sake, to make the pitcher laugh, kind of throw them off, would probably be something like... Uh, Spoonful of sugar from Mary Poppins or Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Something just to be like, what is this guy's this guy's song? Like what? Um, but if I went for real, for real, it'd have to be something like Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places, or something like that. Just to get the the uh, the crowd singing and clapping, and that's not where I thought you were gonna go. Yeah, to some, somebody, I like it. Somebody said earlier that they. Uh, <laughs> They thought I'd choose a pentatonic song, and I'm like, "That would be me." Yeah, the, only during Christmas would I pick pentatonics. <laughs> only during it's Christmas. Not, that wasn't what I expected, there, Chuck. <laughs> what did you expect, Rachel? Lane? I don't really know what to expect with you anymore, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, what would your walk-up song be? Okay, so this was a much harder question than I thought it would be to answer. Um. My gut was to go with something from Queen. They're my favorite band. Mm. But I couldn't think of one that, you know, I wanted to walk up to. So I just kind of went with, okay, what pumps me up on my running playlist? And so I'm going to go with Run This Town Tonight by Jay-Z and Rihanna. That gets me That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Halftime show performer. (laughs) Yeah. Lane, I really want to hear yours. All right. So... Mine has changed a little bit over the years, but uh, I would honestly say, so I need to like lead into this by saying I watch WWE. I do. Okay. And to me, one of the greatest intro songs of all time I've heard was Cult of Personality. It was used by CM Punk. Still is used by him. He's in AEW now. But I would say I would go with Cult of Personality. Uh, honestly, I'm trying to remember who the artist is on that. Dang, nabbit. That's going to bother me, so I'm about to look that up. <laughs> so, Cult of Personality, though, 
uh, the artist is living color. That's who I would go with. So cult of personality, that would be mine. Uh, I do like CM Punk. He changed it up a little bit. Hey, there's some talking at the beginning of the song. He threw like a little staticky riff in the beginning. I would probably just start it with a guitar and let it roll. So it's got a good little rock guitar intro. So that would be mine. What would be yours? Cult of personality. What's it called? Living color. Okay, Chuck. I know what you're doing. All right. Go ahead, Pete. Oh, man. Um, I kind of had to follow in Chuck's lead with the uh, kind of like a not-so-serious one and then a real serious one. If I had to pick a not-so-serious one, probably be Shout by the Isley Brothers. That'd be a good one. Kind of get everyone moving. But I there's a song for the real serious one. I actually found this song about a year ago, and it's called Bring That Fire by Warhol. And let me tell you, this is like hype video kind of music. And I am I feel like Southern Miss would definitely use it for like a baseball or a football hype video. It just really, I think it just really get the crowd involved and uh, just get them on their feet. If you haven't had the chance to listen to it, I would definitely look it up on YouTube. Uh, Bring That Fire by Warhol. Warhol. Definitely a great song. I'm going to look that up. I love a good hype video right (laughs) yeah yeah, this is like yeah they need to get on that they really do bring that into a great hype video now i feel like i want to add a funny one add a funny one yeah can i come into the office theme song i like it yeah (laughs) there you go there you go that's catchy i don't have a funny one i'm i'm just a serious guy so i don't have a funny one you know I'm serious all the time. Mm. Mad props yeah. to whoever is playing the uh, Friends theme song on the organ. That's hilarious. I don't think a lot of people have caught on to it yet at the baseball park. Yeah. I think uh, last night a few of us clapped. So I'm like, all right, more and more people are getting it. Yeah. Good job. Well, uh, real quick, Little Debbie stopped me at the game today. And said, Chuck, who is Little Debbie? Little Debbie I, is an alias. I've got to figure out who this is. They have they have made us swear sworn us to secrecy. Uh, but they they said that they noticed that you did not have your uh, three sixteen shirt on Friday. Dang, nabbit. Oh, and no, was I was didn't. wondering why you let the fans down. Okay. Yeah, I didn't wear my. Austin 316 shirt Friday. So look, those of you that don't know, the Austin 316 shirt, that thing came from, uh, I, I wore it at every Tanner Hall game last year. Every time he pitched, I wore it. And it was like a huge superstitious thing on my end. We talked about it on a show a while back. Um, and on Friday morning, so I, I, I was coming straight from school, so I had to put my clothes in my car, like go ahead and have my, my entire – wardrobe ready to roll for the game when i went to work and on uh and on friday morning i go to get that entire wardrobe together and i could not find the austin 316 shirt anywhere and i looked and i looked and i looked and i finally just gave up and wore a solid black shirt and hoped nobody would notice but clearly little people noticed little debbie is very observant and noticed so 
My apologies, little Debbie. My apologies, Tanner Hall. I'm glad he's good enough that he overcame the superstitions. Right. Didn't need Lane's help after all. That's right. Turns out maybe it wasn't me that was the reason why he was so good. <laughs> maybe it wasn't. That's fair. Maybe enough. it was his changeup that's MLB ready already. <laughs> right. All well paid. Do we have any other mailbag questions? No, that's it for today. All right. Well, we'll see you next right. time, Mailman Pate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Pate. All right. We all ready to fire up that holy cow segment? Let's do it. Holy cow. All right, Chuck. And, guys, this might be the first episode we ever have not talked about this before we go live. So I hope we're not about to steal each other's. Right. But, uh, <laughs> Chuck, what golden eagle... Okay, again, we're going to try it. We're going to make the change and see how this goes. What Golden Eagle, any sport, has made you say, holy cow? And I'm going to say since February 7th, since that was the last time we had one of these episodes. So what (laughs) Golden Eagle has made you say, holy cow, since February 7th? Well, you know, I honestly have to give it to Morgan Leinstock of the Lady Eagle softball team. Girl has showed out like I know that pitching and softball is a little bit different than pitching and baseball but I think at one point in one of her games she was like at a hundred and something pitches and she came back the next day and pitched again and like just she's on the year she's four and one already and it's week one of softball and she's four and one um so I she's a beast and like if you watch any of the little highlight videos that softball's put out you know, she strikes somebody out and she gets fired up. She's screaming, let's go. She's hyping her team up. So I 100%, without a doubt, um, give it to Morgan Lonstock. Pitcher for the Lady Eagles. It blows my mind seeing softball pitchers throw that many pitches right. and turn around the next day and go again. Go again. Like, Ridiculous. And I know, like, I know it's a anatomy thing like Mm -hmm. you know the the movement of the arm and all they can withstand that but it still just blows my mind to see a person do it it's awesome so rachel what golden eagle over the past week or two weeks or however long it's been since february 7th what golden eagle has made you say holy cow well mine is a little more overall i mean i would say coach ladner because, you know, our basketball team, under his leadership, they've won as many games this year as he did in the pre- three previous seasons. So just, you know, his leadership and our basketball team. Is that is that okay for a holy cow? That's a, that's a fantastic one. Holy cow on the whole season. Yeah. Uh, Jay Ladner, guys, wow. I mean, look, we'll just call it what it is, guys. At this point last year – there were a lot of people calling for the man to lose his job. And and he turns around and does what he did this season. It's just a great story. He's a true golden eagle. He's a good dude, if you've ever met him. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. I'm, I'm thrilled it happened to him. So, And it's not over yet. So that's a great pick there. And I'm going to stay in basketball realm here, and I'm going to say my holy cow player, uh, is DeAndre Pinckney. And I'm going to go with DeAndre Pinckney for a few things. Number one is this, guys. He uh, he stayed. When so many players transferred last year, 
Pinckney stayed. He wrote it out. He, you know, he, he stayed with, with where he started and he finished it out here at Southern Miss and he finished it out on a high note. And what's awesome to me is this guys, we had a defining moment where we sold out Reed Green Coliseum for that Louisiana Lafayette game. And in that game, if you'll remember the biggest pop of the night, the biggest thing that just ignited the entire Coliseum and blew the roof off the place was a thunderous dunk with about a minute left on the clock. It was an exclamation point on the whole thing. And it was none other than Pinckney, the guy who rode it out with us throughout the hard times and then got to experience that. If you could have come to me and said, Lane, pick any basketball player you can think of to have that moment, I would have picked Pinckney every time. And so I was just excited it happened for him. And then he turns around, does it again against Georgia State uh, this past week. He had a huge thunderous dunk right at the end of the game. So really ignited the crowd there. Uh, we got to go to his senior night and see him play in that. Chuck was sitting there with me the whole time. He had that big dunk at the end of senior night. Just congratulations on a great career, Pinckney. Not to mention he scored 22 points against Louisiana Lafayette. So a big showing other than just the dunk. So that's my holy cow player for those two thunderous dunks at the end of those games. He's so fun to watch. I mean, they they all are, but I, I love seeing him dunk. No doubt. And, oh, you yeah. Know, yeah, the uh... – and I love that, you know, Lane didn't apparently get the memo, but it was the gold out for the last home game. He wore black, but, uh, it's, I just, I love the, like the black out the rock and the white out the reed green and gold out. Like there's just a, uh, a, a smooth move with the black and gold and, and Rachel, correct me if I'm wrong, but it didn't Dubar do like a black and gold day or something like that. Yes. Um, so for the longest time, we would have the football players would come um, early in the football season and come visit our students. And, um, you know, they sign autographs. It's almost like a big pep rally. And then the baseball team's been doing it for a long time, too. But more recently, we've been getting, you know, the men's basketball team, the awesome. ladies' basketball team. Um, and it's just such a special day for our kiddos to get to see um, – you know, these athletes and they, you know, the last group we had come was the men's basketball team and they spent so much time with the kids. And, you know, I, I could tell early on, I was like, Oh, this is going to be a good team. You yeah. Know, have that team chemistry. They're just, um, you know, good. But, um, yeah. So we have the baseball team is coming this Thursday. Awesome. So selfishly, I'm excited. Just right, yeah. I, I get to see the team, and I might try to sneak in a, a baseball or something for an autograph. But, there you go. Um, but yeah, they're just and the coaches, uh, Coach Barry, you know, because he's been uh, doing it forever. You know, they just really understand the things our kids struggle with. You know, school mm -hmm. is not easy for them. You know, and so it's just nice for them to get a pep talk from you know, these coaches and players that they see, um, you know, doing such big things on the field, getting that pep talk about school and things like that. So. And, and I don't know if there's a better coach in the nation that gives back to the community more than Scott Perry. Oh, yes. I mean, the guy's yes. always doing something for somebody in the community. 
I mean, he gave us like two hours of his time a few right. weeks ago. That's community service right That's there. That's for real, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. And um, and Coach Hall, you know, he yeah. he's newer, but, you know, I feel like he really gets it too. And, and you know, one of our former students um, is, you know, works with the football team, Stone oh, Lott. So. I don't know if y'all know Stone. But um, so, you know, he got to come back and just, you know, seeing how the football players have – just welcomed him with open arms. It's it's really cool. Rachel, I think all of Hattiesburg knows Stone Lot. Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> I saw him last night. He gave me a hug, and yeah, it's just yeah. he's he's awesome. Famous well, people in Hattiesburg. It's 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 Toby Barker, Stone Lot. That's, <laughs> that's a pick in order, I believe. So, uh, well, that that sums up a good uh a good holy cow segment there. Let's jump into some can't wait segment here. What can what can we not wait to see next week? Let's go ahead and fire up the old uh the old sound bite here. Can't wait. All right, I'll go first here on can't wait. And what I can't wait for is I can't wait to see how our first place Southern Miss Golden Eagles men's basketball team Jay Ladner and company finish out this season. We got two games left in the regular season here. Uh, we got one at Old Dominion and one at Texas State. We're done playing at the at Reed Green this year, hopefully, because hopefully we're in the NCAA tournament once all this is over with. But we play Wednesday night at Old Dominion, 6 o'clock tip-off. And then we play Friday night at Texas State, and that's a 7 o'clock tip-off. So, still got a lot on the line, guys. We can clinch this thing with a Marshall loss and a win against Old Dominion. We can clinch it. Uh, but, definitely, we don't need to rely on anybody. Let's right. just win the next two, right, yes. Chuck? And let's get this thing over with. Win them huh? and finish. So, let's just win this thing out. Let's finish it. It's already been a magical season for these guys. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. And uh, get this whole season done at 26-5 and five overall. That'd be a fantastic record to end the season on ahead into the conference tournament. And I'd love to see us win the next two. You know, we took a bad loss at South Alabama. I'd love to see our guys build a little momentum here. That's what I can't wait to really see is can we build a little momentum going into this tournament with two big wins to finish off this season. So... Uh, two big road wins at that. So Old Dominion's a hard place to play. So that's what I can't wait for. Rachel, what about this week makes you say you can't wait? I can't wait to watch the Lady Eagles uh, play in senior night on Wednesday against Troy. Um, my daughter has been interested in basketball lately. She's seven, and, you know, when we go to the game, she she wants to play like them. So kind of like we were talking about earlier with women's sports, you know, as she's getting older, I'm really conscious of wanting to make sure that we're not just going to the men's games. You know, I want her to um, see the importance of women's sports and the equity there. So um, I'm going to take her to that on Wednesday night, and that'll be her first women's basketball game. And so I'm uh, just hoping to see them see them win on senior night. Dom Davis and company. And there's some postseason implications on the line, too. Uh, we are in a, currently in a three-way tie for second in the Sun Belt in women's basketball. 
And Troy is in a two-way tie for first, so we got a chance to knock off a first-place team and jump them in the rankings. We already have one win against them, so if we win Wednesday night, we'll be 2-0 and against Troy, and we will totally jump them in the rankings. So postseason implications on the line, too. That's a huge game. I would venture to say that's the biggest game of the season for the Lady Eagles Wednesday night. So if we could pack that thing out for them, that'd be really special for those ladies. So, Chuck, what can you not wait for this week? Well, Lane, you stole mine, so I guess I'll have to. <laughs> I guess I'll have to go with uh, two. I got two. So, and since I have seniority on the show, I get to do two. Um, I can't wait to see who our midweek starter in baseball is. You know, um, a lot of people think it's going to be Towns. A lot of people think it's going to be Billy because he only pitched one inning this weekend. I, I, I think that we've got several good candidates and and i can't wait to see who steps up in that midweek because you know this time last year uh mr tanner hall was our midweek starter and was just phenomenal and then got moved to our our friday night starter so uh i kind of i'm kind of anxious to see if we have another one of those and the second can't wait um going back to you know i've already mentioned morgan line stock and southern softball but there's a lot of new people new players out there natalie Poole, um you know first first year as a coach for southern miss but um catcher hannah borden i think has two or three home runs i mean there's there's some girls lighting it up over there um in the softball field so i can't wait to see uh what hannah and the rest of those younger eagles do to bring some credibility to the softball program so Good, good ones right there, definitely. So, I'll tell you, man, I thought it was going to be Oldham all the way until too. he pitched yeah. today. And it still may be. He only pitched, you know, one inning. About, about you never what, know. 10 pitches, maybe. So, Yeah. I think we could see an Isaiah Rhodes start. Hey, we could. He didn't pitch any this weekend. Um, he didn't. So, we'll see what happens, man. I don't know. A lot left out there to find out. Mm-hmm. So... All right, well, uh, we ready to jump into the roundup then. The roundup, guys, is going to be the segment where we cover each individual sport, what happened, what's going on this week, uh, and then we'll we'll hit any high-performer notes. And then, uh, yeah, that's how we're going to cover each individual sport from here on out. So why don't I get us started on this and uh, – Quit laughing. I did. You just know I want to. I, I got to go first, laugh. man. I'm itching. I I'm itching. I got to go they first. Make, they I make, they laughing. make creams for that, Lane. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> stop. So weird. Okay. So, let's talk about Southern Miss men's basketball. So, uh, our men's basketball team since February 7th. We beat Louisiana Lafayette at home, beat Monroe, got demolished by South Alabama. I would like to just forget about that and pretend like it was a bad dream and never happened. And then uh, we beat Georgia Southern. So we went 3-1 and one since we last talked, guys, and uh, still hanging on to a first-place lead. We had a special night at Reed Green against Louisiana Lafayette. Where we packed that sucker out with over 8,000 screaming fans. And it was a whole lot of fun. So, and I've already mentioned what we got to finish out the season there. We got a, you know, a game versus Old Dominion coming up and then a game versus Texas State to wrap it up. Uh, Some of your top performers for the men's team 
you know, if you just looking at it game by game here, uh, you know, I'm gonna just get some quick hits here. Um, your your top performer in points uh, against Louisiana Lafayette was Pinckney. I already mentioned him earlier, and then you had 17. He had 22. You had 17 out of Hase, 17 out of Alvarez. Big night against Louisiana Lafayette. Um, so big night out of those guys. Uh, you know that was a big game for us. And then you go from that game to um, Louisiana Monroe. You know, a lot of the same stuff here. Hase's really come on hot as of late. Hase had 23 versus Monroe. He was your top scorer there. Uh, so after him, you've got uh, Georgia Southern. That game, you really had uh, Alvarez scored 19. So really guys late. We've had guys like Hase, Alvarez, those guys really come on late, and that's a good thing. That's what we needed. So that's the men's basketball team. Got some big games coming up this week. We definitely need to win those. And then we move on from that into Lady Eagles basketball. So the Lady Eagles, uh, since we last talked on the 7th, they're also 3-1. and one. They dropped one to Texas State and then beat Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, and Louisiana Monroe. So, uh, some of your top performers there. Um, Malia Grayson had 25, and Dom Davis had 21 against Monroe. Huge night for those two ladies, which we've kind of gotten accustomed to hearing their names, right, Chuck? Uh, there's some special players for us. Georgia State game. Uh, you know, a lot of the same. Dominique Davis, 20 points against them. Lonnie Cornfield had a big night against them. She had 15. She's a fun one to watch, man. She really is. Um, and then another game they played since then, Texas State. Uh, this was the loss we had. But in that loss, um, our top scorers, Dom Davis and Lonnie, and, uh, and Lonnie Cornfield again, those two. So, really, guys, as of late – against uh these last since we last talked dom davis and lonnie cornfield malia grayson those are some names we've already heard most of the season they've had some big nights really look for jacoria bracy this week to take a big role and uh you know somebody like lauren gross i could see her having a big night uh on senior night i could see um you know, especially in that big game against Troy, I could see uh, Rose Warren having a big night. Really, a lot of a lot of Lady Eagles there. Um, we 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 need all hands on deck against Troy. That's a tough game. Uh, definitely look to see those ladies take a big step forward there. Cornfield's the one I'm excited about seeing, though, guys. She is really taking on a big role here late in the season. She was a lot of fun to watch here these last few games. So uh, that's number four. So when you go to this game Wednesday, we encourage you to do so. Check out Lonnie Cornfield, number four. She's a lot of fun to watch along with uh, others, the the normals we watch, Dom Davis and Malia Grayson and uh, Jacoria Bracey. So that's the rundown on Lady Eagles, guys. We've already talked about what they got on taps for the week. So – uh, yeah, that's about it for the Lady Eagles basketball. Do y'all have any comments to go with that? I think you did a great job of spot covering it, man, for sure. There we go. 
And guys, it's tough. I'd like to go into more detail, but since we got four sports to cover tonight, we got to kind of run through these, right, right Chuck? And it, so, and a reminder, the Lady Eagles, they got that home game versus Troy. They're on the road at Lafayette Friday. So, um, let's make sure we pack out Reed Green Wednesday. And that's it for both men and women's basketball. Let's move on into – let's cover softball next, Chuck. Yeah, man. Well, you know, the Lady Eagles, uh, if you knew – if you've been following at all, you know that they started roughly, uh, as as we're recording this, nine days ago. Uh, they started a weekend before baseball. Um, but the Lady Softball team right now, as of tonight, as we're recording this, they're 8-1 and one total on the record. Their only loss comes from Tulsa. And that was a two-run loss. It was four to two, um, but they have s- multiple games where they were in uh, double-digit runs. Uh, their biggest win, seventeen to zero, against Southern University, which they threw a combined no-hitter. Um, and again, Morgan Linestock was my holy cow player. She's four and one. She did take that uh, loss against Tulsa, but. Um, these girls are these girls are feisty. I think uh, head coach Natalie Poole, I mentioned earlier, it's her first semester or first season rather um, with softball. So I think she's got some some pieces that she's piecing together. And um, when you have a an all conference pitcher like Morgan Livestock, in my opinion, it's easy to build a good team around her. You know, Hannah Borden is the catcher. Uh, she's a younger girl. Uh, I think she she may have been a freshman last year. I think she may be a sophomore this year. She may be a freshman. Um, the next game is against Mississippi Valley State. That's away, but they return home February twenty fourth uh, versus Yale. So they're playing uh, an Ivy League school. Um, so that's going to be interesting. They started off four zero, which is the best start in school history for softball. Um, so that's that's big. Uh, again, eight and one on the season so far. Um, go go watch these ladies. Go watch them. I promise you, it's a lot of fun. You know, I'm a stat guy, Chuck. So I got to geek out a little bit here. Morgan Linestock's ERA is one point zero six. Yeah, and she's already thrown twenty six innings. Right. That is fantastic. And 34 strikeouts go with 26 innings. She's averaging over a strikeout an inning. At least. She's a stud, man. She is. And she gets fired she, up. I love watching her pitch. She is really good. And then when I looked at the hitters, guys, a, a name that jumped off the page to me was Jana Lee. She uh, She's batting over 400. She's batting 409 right now on the season. Another one jumped off was Natalie Taylor. She uh, she has a 700 slugging percentage. She hit a three. She has – uh, a home run and a triple and two doubles. Yeah, these ladies are crushing it, man. Their offense is coming coming to coming to fruition. So those names there, thirteen, Jana Lee, she's one batting over four hundred. Natalie Taylor's the one that apparently rips the cover off the ball whenever she yeah. she hits it. She's number twenty four. So Jana Lee reminds me, and if you've been following softball a little bit, Jana Lee's kind of got that Megan Hill swing. Like, yeah. Megan Hill was a beast and could hit home runs just by thinking about it. So, generally, kind of reminds me of Megan Hill a little bit with her swing. Does it say how many pitches line stocks are on? Total? 
Yeah, let me pull it up. Dagnabbit. Let's see. I don't know if it was on there or not. I, it's it's crazy. The, the cumulative stat page doesn't say how many pitches thrown. Okay. Um, I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. So I don't, I it does. Think it, it just says yeah. innings pitched and stuff, but it doesn't say how many pitches total she has thrown. Yeah. But impressive for sure by these ladies. And Chuck, what'd you say what their the- schedule was this week? Uh, they play Mississippi Valley State midweek, and then they return home and play Yale for two games, and then they have they have another invitational next weekend at home. So okay. I know they got Yale the first two games. So go check them out. Good deal. So this weekend they'll be at home. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Go check them out, guys. They're eight and one on the season, so they are representing. Representing. So, Rachel, anything you would like to add to Lady Eagle softball? Uh, no, but I- I'm excited to watch them this season. They're always fun to watch. Oh, yeah. No doubt. All right, and then that leaves us with baseball, and we left this one to Rachel. So, Rachel, get us caught up on what's happening at Pete Taylor Park. All right, well, it was an awesome opening weekend. I'm just so happy baseball is back. I love I love being out there watching the games. But um, we swept uh, Liberty this weekend that was good to see uh we won three to nothing on friday yesterday two to one and then today seven to two we really got those bats going today and that was really good to see but i was you know impressed as always with our pitching um you know tanner hall that was a familiar one but it was nice to see some new new faces to me for in uh cross sively and uh, Matt Adams, Nico Maza, um, they did. It's just so good to see how much depth we have in pitching um, that we can always rely on. Uh, Tate Parker had some great hits. He really stood out to me. Blake Johnson in Friday's game. And Matthew Etzel, uh, he had some good hits as well. I'm going to probably need Lane to give me the more specific stats, but those were some players that stood out to me. Oh, and Dustin Dickerson had uh, those two doubles today. So, oh yeah, it was awesome. It was a good weekend for sure. It was a lot of fun. They, uh, it's a fun group of guys to watch. It really is. Uh, batting wise, you know, you mentioned Blake Johnson. He's batting four twenty nine. He's leading the team in batting average and slugging. He hit the first homer of the season. Which, what'd you say, Chuck? That wasn't on your bingo card, huh? I don't think it was, man. I don't think it was. <laughs> we talked about how well Sarge is probably going to hit all these homers, and so is Tuna. We didn't even talk about Blake. Blake right. said, "I'll show y'all," and he right. led off the season with a home run, his first at bat. Um, Tate Parker hit his first collegiate hom- or Division One homer today, so that was a fun one. Uh, but yeah, those are your two leaders right now in batting average and. Uh, and slugging percentages, Blake Johnson and Tate Parker. And, you know, you mentioned the pitching staff, Rachel. That was the question going into the season, I think. Well, that was a question from outsiders. All of us on the inside knew Coach Oz is a dang magician. Right. And we were going to be just fine. But, uh, you know, guys, <laughs> I mean, the pitching staff showed up and showed out, man. They were fun to watch. It's and, and what amazes me is it's a lot of names we had not heard much from before. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, 
the Cross Sively kid, he is fun and he's good. Yeah. Like really good. And uh he was good to watch. To me, he stood out. JB Middleton came in today or on Sunday mm-hmm. just throwing absolute gas, guys. He was throwing ninety six off the mound. He is a true friend. He was playing high school baseball last year. Um so you know, he came in, uh, just he threw two innings with four Ks, and I, and it felt like it felt like hitters just never got comfortable in the box. Like Middleton's going to be special, guys. Um, Billy Oldham looked good. It appears uh-huh. Justin Storms our closer. It appears right. that he's he's taking on the closer role, which that's that's a good role for him to be in. And um, yeah, man, Tyler Martin, he made his Golden Eagle debut this weekend. The Nebraska transfer, he looked good. Just a lot of fun stuff. Like Rachel said, man, like the pitching staff looked really good. We had some good hits out of some, some hitters. Some guys that were new faces came in and made big plays. And it's yeah, fun. I was ner- I was nervous, you know, seeing how many players we lost to the transfer portal, but I'm feeling pretty good now. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I think we've got, we've, you know, and I should have trusted uh, those coaches that we get some good, some good ones in. But yeah, they looked really good. I'm excited. Oh yeah. And our fielding, Carson Pato had some really, really clutch. Oh, especially today, catches yeah. In outfield, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, guys, the leadoff hitter, fear the beard. Chuck, talk to us about Matthew Edsel, Chuck. He was your guy. He was. Before the year. Talk to us about him. What would you think? The first thoughts. Look, you know, I think it was Friday night. He hits that little, uh, you know, line shot right in front of the center fielder. The center fielder had it in his glove when he was at first base. And Edsel was like, oh, I can make it. And he took off and made it a safe second, like, by a long call. The dude is fast. I don't know. Looking at him, you wouldn't think he's that fast, but he's just fast. And you're, and you're right. I did, at the beginning, when we were talking this time last year, or when we first started doing this, you know, kind of towards the uh, the regionals and stuff, I was like, I really hope we get this kid. This kid, this kid's going to be a game changer. Um, and I, I really believe that. I think he still has some adjustments to make to the Division One from JUCO. But if you listen to the post-game interview, he said that today. I think he's going to be just fine. I mean, he had, uh, what was that, a, a two doubles today, one right down uh, first baseline. Um, yeah, he said he made adjustments. Oh, that was pretty, yeah. Yeah, he said he made adjustments today. Like mm-hmm. He said, I got adjustments to make. I made them today, and I barreled up a bunch of balls, so it's all up yeah. from here. And, it's, and I was it's, like, it's, I genuinely love this person. Every time he interviews, he's just fantastic. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is, yes. He is so much fun to watch. So he uh, and, he's a real deal, man. Yeah. And you and I talked to one of the players today, Lane, or yesterday and today, and, uh, you know, that he was just sharing with us that how much he enjoyed all the fans. Like, because he's a new player. You know, yeah. he didn't have all this last year where he was playing. And he's like, man, yeah. I just I loved every minute of it. Y'all keep heckling. Y'all keep giving it to us, and we'll – We'll keep doing what we can on the field, but we need y'all in the stands. So, so if you're listening and you take heckling too seriously, know that the players love it. Absolutely, man. We're we're trying to make Pete Taylor Park the toughest ballpark in the, the country jungle. To play. Yeah, I mean, we really are. We're trying to make it the zoo. That's what it is. 
And Lane, so, I do want to say that this weekend, I only uh, witnessed one Ole Miss shirt, one Mississippi State hat, and one LSU shirt. So I think people are... are that starting, number should be zero. It should yeah. be zero, but it used to be a lot worse. So Yeah. Can um, I be and petty I for a second, Chuck? Be petty. Go ahead, be petty. I would love to be petty. I saw a Florida Gators hoodie today. Did and you? I, I just want to let you know that it was on a it was on a younger kid. I'll excuse it. I'll assume he didn't think. But I would like to just point out a stat here, okay? Oh gosh. Our starting pitchers. What? I'm a stat guy. That's what I do, you Chuck. You are, you are. This is a petty stat though, and it might be a stat that I run the rest of the year every single week. I won't cheer it on the show unless the listeners want to hear it. But our starting pitchers this weekend. All right, Friday night guy, ERA, zero. Saturday guy, ERA, zero. Sunday guy, ERA, 1.69. Florida's Saturday starter, he who shall not be named, <laughs> looking at you, a certain somebody, he who shall not be named, Florida Saturday starter, against lesser competition. He was not playing a lineup quite like what we had to face in Liberty. Has a 3.6 ERA. Mm. Mm. Does that make you feel good, Lane? Son, I'm over here sipping my tea, <laughs> just looking around like the grass is not always greener, kids. Not always greener. Yes, you I think you all. need to include the petty stats going forward. Lane. Yeah, I, like I would that. do it. I will do it in a heartbeat. I, I guarantee you, I will know every single week. I will know <laughs> Florida Saturday starter. I won't call him by name. Florida Saturday starters ERA and compare it to ours. So I can guarantee you, I'm going to be doing that. My Atlanta. It's okay. Uh, some other things to look out for this weekend as we play uh, the. Uh, as we play the Illinois Fighting Illini, which I, I kind of want to ask them what is an Illini. But, uh, you know. but I, look, I want to preface this, Lane, before you jump into it. I think this Illinois team is a pretty di- – like, this isn't going to be a cakewalk. I want to say their RPI is in the top 30 or something like that. They're a good team. They're 2-2 two yeah. two overall. Um, but I'll tell you, man, they got some players that are really pitching well and, and playing well against Youngstown State. Um, Riley Goins threw five innings of uh, one run ball and had, catch this, 11 strikeouts. In five innings, this guy had 11 strikeouts. Number 42 for them. Whenever he's on the mound, guys, he's their guy. I mean, he he's good, guys. I mean, 11 Ks and five, that's impressive. And then, if that's not good enough, number 29 for them, his ERA is 3.6 which is the same as the Florida Saturday guy, which is not good, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep coming back to it. He also had 11 Ks and five innings. They got some strikeout throwers over there in Illinois. I mean, guys, we got some good pitching we're about to face, and then they've got four hitters batting over 300, and they, had, and they hit one, two, three, four, five home runs as a team. Uh, this is not. This is no cakewalk, guys. They're two and two coming in here. Um, they played Youngstown State, swept them in a two-game series, and then dropped two to Wake Forest. So, uh, actually, they got demolished by Wake Forest after beating Youngstown State. But either way, guys, looking at the stats here, we got some. We got some hitters 
seeing the ball well right now. We got some pitchers that are racking up strikeouts like it's nothing. So, you know, we're going to have to play well. I mean, we can't just walk out there and just get wins handed to us for sure this weekend. You're right. And I think that, you know, uh, if you look, Lane, how many stolen bases did we have this weekend? You know, I know Scott Barry doesn't like to steal any, but oh, he loves to steal. <laughs> I, I was way off when we yeah. talked. I was way off. Scott said, "I will show you." Okay, right? We uh, I mean, dude, we attempted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight stolen bases in three games. And I think we we got five of them, so we're five. That's for more stolen bases, I think, than we attempted all year last year. That's what, yeah, yeah. I feel like he took it personally. I, I don't know. That might be my fault. Yeah. But we got thrown out one. Yeah, and we were successful in five of those. Yeah. Um, notable here: Dustin Dickerson and Carson Pato are both two for two in stolen bases. So okay. somehow they threw out Danny. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> but yeah. There you go. Well, that's a lot of a lot of sports we covered tonight. Gonna be a fun year, and I can't believe we just covered all four of those sports in one show. Chuck. Right. I know. I hope everybody's still awake and listening. I credit it to Rachel. She Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's an exciting it. year to be a yeah. Golden Eagle for sure. Oh um, yeah. And all our sports teams are doing good right now. Like you know, like it's not. Like every sports team we got is really crushing it right it's now. A, it's a, you know, it's Southern Miss's t- year, baby. It is. SBC so in 23. We're going to roll it. It's a good year. Good year to be an Eagle. So. Well, and it feeds that attendance, I feel like. When oh, yeah. one sport is successful, the attendance for the next season's sport is up because everybody's excited. So it's just, mm-hmm. um, it's so good to see because, you know, I, I, I'm. I'm not a fair weather fan, you know. Right. I've been to all of uh, Southern Miss, not all Southern Miss games, but you know, every season I'm going to as many games as I can, whether it's a good season or a bad one. So it's just good to see them, all of our teams getting the recognition they deserve. Love it. Well, it's a lot more fun when we're good, though. It is a lot more. Yes. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm very competitive, so I definitely yeah. It feels better when we win. When when Southern Miss loses, I I, I get a little childish. Oh yeah, it's okay, that's all right. <laughs> well, all right. Well, uh, thank you, listeners. We'll uh, make sure to post uh, about the Dubard's fun run or half marathon uh, coming up, and we encourage you to uh, go to go do that. Uh, I doubt that I do, but I will be glad to sponsor somebody. Um, so if you need a sponsor, if you want to run, but don't have any money, students call me, message me on the Instagram or the Facebook and we'll, we'll, I'll sponsor you one or two and, of you. And so. guys, be an active listener. We love yeah. the mailbag questions. Even, absolutely, you know, even the harder ones to answer. We love them. Like seriously, it, it's, it's good to know people are out there that care about what we're talking about. You know, just we had two In interviews fact, and all the interview questions came from listeners. Our last two, where are sure. they now? I mean, right. guys, like it's so much more fun when you guys are involved. Like, you know, I think we're about to try to start. Pate did it with uh, the basketball and got a little bit of feedback, but we're about to start posting like, Hey, who was your Holy cow? Who's your can't wait? If there's an athlete out there that we need to cover, 
in a sport that may not get as much coverage, tell us. Tell, tell us, us who it is. We want to we want to cover them. If they're Southern Miss people, we want them covered. So, you know, be an active listener. We love it. And Lane wants you so involved. No, don't that do this. he said. Don't do that. No, he didn't. I didn't that, say it. I did not say. I'm five, not wearing a penguin costume. No, five I'm not. Bell no, he letters. didn't. No, he He'll didn't. Wear the penguin he did not. To the baseball field. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, listeners. I love Rachel you all. Rachel Hurden, Peyton Hurden. We all. I wearing, hope it's a cold game right? and not a hot one. I'm not wearing a penguin outfit. You it's and Seymour can do like a dance off, man. It'll be fun. There you go. Listeners, that's not going to happen. I love y'all. I'm not wearing a penguin costume. Let the this, listeners down. I have this dignified image. I got to keep up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what's not dignified about a penguin? Right, you're doing it. <laughs> Good and what's point. not dignified about doing stuff for your favorite fans? No, nah, I'm good. All right. <laughs> well, Rachel, you got any final thoughts you want to share or anything else? I don't think so. Thank you all so much for having me. Um, yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thank you. You'll have to... Um, You'll have to have my husband, Steven, on sometime. We he, will. He's a very, very dedicated Golden Eagle fan. He might, he might have to. If you ever want us both to come on. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He might have to become our Everyday Eagle lawyer. So, <laughs> <laughs> if Lane keeps saying stuff. Uh, just picking, Lane. Just picking. Um, the e- but, the uh, editing process is thorough with this show. It is. It is. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks, Lane. Thanks so much, Rachel, for coming on. Thanks uh, to your husband for letting you come on and, you know, watching the kids <laughs> while, or, or doing what he needed to do. But uh, thank- Yeah, I can't believe I've gotten this much silence. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, thank you, Pate, for making us sound and look good. And uh, I guess we will meet you at the Pete come Tuesday. Southern Miss. To the to top. The top. Uh, Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.